Welcome to this week's edition of Flashback Friday, your opportunity to get some good review by listening to episodes from the past that Jason has handpicked to help you today in the present and propel you into the future. Enjoy. Welcome to the Creating Wealth Show with Jason Hartman. You're about to learn a new slant on investing, some exciting techniques, and fresh new approaches to the world's most historically proven asset class that will enable you to create more wealth and freedom than you ever thought possible. Jason is a genuine, self-made multimillionaire who's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, lender, developer, and entrepreneur who's owned properties in 11 states, had hundreds of tenants and been involved in thousands of real estate transactions. This program will help you follow in Jason's footsteps on the road to your financial independence day. You really can do it. And now, here's your host, Jason Hartman, with the complete solution for real estate investors. Welcome to the Creating Wealth Show. This is your host, Jason Hartman, episode number 662. And depending on how long-winded I am today, we will hear from George Gilder again, who's back on the show for a second time. Not a Flashback Friday. I know we had him on a Flashback a couple of weeks ago, but I thought we'd get his new episode on. And if we don't get it on today, because I keep rambling sometimes... We will get him on next week, I think. His new book is entitled The Scandal of Money. Really interesting topic. He's a super interesting guy, a true intellectual, and really fascinating. Anyway, greetings from beautiful San Diego, California. San Diego in the Socialist Republic of California. It has just been gorgeous here. I'm out here for a conference on social media. And let me tell you, folks, the one big theme is probably another one of those big world game changers. The overriding theme of this conference, with all these social media professionals here, thinking about better ways that they can market their companies and market their businesses and so on and so forth, the one overriding omnipresent theme at this event is, drumroll please, live video live video. So Facebook recently just launched what they call Facebook Live, where people can directly post live videos to their newsfeed. And this is the world in which we live where everybody is a marketer. Everyone is a self-styled publicist, even if they're not in the business of doing so. We're all doing this. We're all publishers now. It's a It's an amazing time to be alive. I don't know, not always so amazing, but (laughs) for better or worse, that's the situation in which we find ourselves. By the way, I'm kind of wondering as I'm watching the oscilloscope record my voice, I'm wondering how this new little portable microphone I'm using sounds. I hope it sounds good. But if not, next episode, I'll be back in the studio and I'll sound better. Okay, so yeah, we're all these self-styled publicists and PR firms nowadays and everybody's doing this marketing. But here's what's interesting about it. Now, you may recall that Facebook purchased Oculus Rift, Oculus Rift, right? That's what it's called. We had the, uh, I believe, the founder or the CEO of Oculus on the show. And I think we're going to re-air that interview because it's sort of more interesting in today's context. Well, 
Think about this. This is, this is the goal of what's happening in all of this social media, not just Facebook. And this is the game changer. And it means something to us as real estate investors. There's always a connection here. I know when you listen to Jason Hartman, it may be a winding road and it takes a while for me to get there. I totally get it. I'm already sensing that we may not have time to air the George interview or George Gilder interview in this episode, <laughs> but we'll try. Okay, so what does this mean? Well, Oculus Rift is this virtual reality company that makes these incredibly lifelike virtual reality goggles. Okay, what they do is uh, they connect people and things through space and time. I guess that's an accurate way to say it, through space and time, virtually. Well, what's amazing here, and this uh, at the Facebook, uh, what was it, the F8 conference just about two weeks ago, they demonstrated this and had an amazing demo on it. And think about the future of social media, think about the future of meetings and conferences, and touring properties, and how geography, as I've always said, is less meaningful than it's ever been in human history, and so on and so forth. So you bring people, and think about dating, and mating, and Match.com, and Tinder, and Bumble, and all of these dating sites out there. Talk about a, a game changer for all of them, right? It's a valid argument, by the way whether social media is really a connecting force or an isolating force. Uh, by the way, if you want to see a great little video on that, I believe it's entitled Look Up. Just, just search that on your internet browser. You'll see it on YouTube or Vimeo or all these video sites. I believe it's just called Look Up, and it's about social media. Really, we think it connects us, but it really isolates us. Okay, so, you know. That's another discussion, another tangent, lest we risk another tangent here. But think about what this means to real estate. If, if geography is going to be less meaningful than it's ever been in human history with a self-driving car and virtual reality and just live video where people can push one button on their smartphone and instantly go live through Periscope, Meerkat, Facebook Live, Snapchat, any of these other services, right? I, Blab, that's another one, Blab. And, and there's probably a dozen other I failed to mention, okay? But they can do this. They can connect immediately with their friends. They can be at an event, a conference, a concert, maybe our upcoming Jekyll Island uh, event for uh, the Venture Alliance Mastermind Group. They can be there. They can be at our upcoming Ohio property tour. And they can broadcast live and give their friends, their followers, their audience. And everybody has an audience or a tribe nowadays. You know, Seth Godin's book uh, from a couple of years ago called Tribes. Very interesting. It's just this thing that compresses geography. Another thing that does it. But that's just with video now. But when, when the virtual reality really makes it to prime time, how important is it that you live in the prime area, that you pay a fortune to live in Los Angeles or New York City or Miami, 
because the world can be there. It's accessible to you uh, so much more easily than it's ever been in all human history. And I say this has a huge impact on real estate prices. It's the, the three cardinal rules, as we all know, have always been location, location, location. And I say there is going to be some real pressure on those three cardinal rules. You know, everything is the way it's always been until it's not. I think I just made that up. <laughs> everything is the way it's always been until it's not. And these disruptive technologies like the autonomous vehicle, the self-driving car, like virtual reality, and to a lesser degree, like this live video that is the theme of this conference, are putting a lot of pressure on those three cardinal rules, location, location, location. So just something to think about. I had that thought as I'm sitting in these sessions at this conference and learning about that. A couple interesting articles, if, if not pessimistic here. You hear this? Folks, what is that? Especially for you younger listeners. That, my friends, is called a newspaper. Yes. Sounds pretty weird, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's not on an iPad. It's not on a Kindle. <laughs> it's an actual newspaper. USA Today money section yesterday. Americans still don't see vibrant labor market. Many new jobs lack benefits, job security, or growth potential. Let me just share a little bit of this article with you. It's by Paul Davidson, writing for USA Today. He says, By most measures, the U.S. labor market is back to its pre-recession baseline. Uh, but many Americans are still aren't feeling it, despite remarkably steady payroll growth in the past five years and near-normal 5% unemployment rate. Okay, so what that, of course, means is that a 5% unemployment rate basically means full employment because it means that everybody that wants a job has got a job. At least it's available to them. Uh, you know, 5% is essentially zero uh, unemployment uh, by most economists' uh, eyes, right? And, and so it, it goes on to say, many workers are stuck in jobs that aren't providing the salaries, advancement opportunities, and standard of living they seek, according to a Wells Fargo USA Today survey. Uh, quote, People are seeing more jobs, unquote, Wells Fargo economist Mark Vintner says. They, uh, quote, uh, we just aren't creating many good jobs. They don't pay very well, and many don't have benefits, unquote. Many of the new positions are part-time or freelance gigs, uh, he says, and they don't come with benefits or job security. And he says there's a significant amount of underemployment. If you're working in a job, you're overqualified for. And you know what? I've been beating this drum for years. This recovery, I still believe it's a myth. Now, I know that you may sense a contradiction in my thinking. And listen, I sense it myself, okay? <laughs> it's an amazing time to be alive. And at the same time, we've got this real and very significant problem. And I, I got to tell you, being a single person in my own life, I, I can just see anecdotally that it's this way. 
because the women I used to date years ago had corporate jobs. Okay, now, granted, maybe I've lowered my standards. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's arguable. What, what is that song? If you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you're with, right? <laughs> so maybe it's just me. Maybe this is not true. But anecdotally, I want you to look around in your own life, in your own peer groups, and think about this. You know, I remember I used to have a girlfriend, Leslie. She was a contract negotiator for a healthcare company. And then I had another one who was a chemical engineer with Dow Chemical. And nowadays it's like, oh yeah, I'm starting my own website. And, you know, I got a little side business over here. Yoga instructor, freelancer working on Elance or, you know, whatever they're called, those various websites. I mean, we use some of these. Okay. This is the, or uh, Odesk or Upwork or guru.com or any of these websites, right? And this is the thing. It's, you do not have this same environment. Now, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this helps people think in a more entrepreneurial fashion. Maybe that's good overall. I don't know. I'm just being with the question. But if you want to say this is a recovery, these $70,000-year nice corporate jobs with benefits and a career track, I don't see them. They are just not very prevalent. And the ones that are out there are held by older people who have been in those positions for a long time. And by older, listen, it's not that much older, but I'm talking 45 to 55-year-olds, okay? They're not 20-somethings. These are not the jobs millennials have. Now, granted, some do, I know, but by and large, I just don't see it as the trend. So is this problematic? Probably. We'll see. It's uh, It cuts both ways. And that's the reason. Just like you have to segment the real estate market, okay? So many people talk about, well, how's the real estate market? Only an idiot could answer that question because the answer would have to be idiotic. You can't say, how's the real estate market? You can't answer that question correctly because you have to segment it. You have to segment it by price category. You have to segment it by geography. All real estate is local. We've you've heard me say all of this stuff a zillion times. So you have to slice and dice things up. You have to slice and dice uh, the way the economy works and uh, all of these different things. Okay, so it, it is more complicated than meets the eye. It's more complicated than all of these presidential candidates who mostly suck. <laughs> it's more complicated than they say. So there you go. Uh, We'll keep looking at it. But interestingly, the next article here in USA Today by Mark Krantz says, $15 an hour? Try $9,000 or more for these CEOs. And it goes on to say, Restaurant and retail workers are pushing for a national minimum wage of $15 per hour, but some CEOs in the industry have landed pay packages worth $9,000 an hour or more. 
four retail and restaurant CEOs earned more than $9,000 an hour in the last fiscal year, according to USA Today analysis of data from S&P Global Market Intelligence. The analysis includes the 76 restaurant and retail companies in the S&P's 1,500. No, not the 500, the 1,500. Did I know there was an S&P 1,500? Hmm. I'm going to kind of plead ignorance on that. I don't know if I knew that index existed, but whatever. Okay, your host is not doing all of his homework here. I guess I'm in trouble. But I know some other things, and I'll be glad to share them with you. They're good, okay? So keep listening. Don't shut me off yet. (laughs) Okay, so that disclosed their fiscal 2015 executive uh, pay and is based on a 40-hour work week. The highest-paid chiefs in these industries include Larry Merlo of CVS Health, who earned $13,914 per hour. Pretty nice gig if you can get it, huh, Larry? Leslie Wexner of Victoria's Secret parent L Brands, who brought in $13,062 per hour, and there's Howard Schultz of Starbucks, who made $9,659 an hour. And by the way, Starbucks has a lot of really unhealthy stuff. Folks, help me start a trend here. I look at, I'm a Starbucks customer. I like Starbucks. I don't mean to pick on them. I'm just saying we got to balance the debate here. Maybe we should get Howard on the show. I would love to interview Howard Schultz. He'd be a good interview. Very successful guy, obviously. But you got to look at the nutritional information for the stuff you're buying at Starbucks. Why is everybody picking on McDonald's all the time? McDonald's is junk, of course. We know that, but they're trying to change and keep up with the times. But nobody, it seems I never hear anybody picking on Starbucks. Do you know what that coffee cake has in it? Do you know what those drinks, those frappuccinos you order? Those things are disgusting. They're like a diabetes, a cup of diabetes. That's what you're ordering, okay? Be really careful when you get your next caramel macchiato. I mean, these drinks are insanely bad for you. They have so much sugar. They have so many calories. I I, Literally, one Starbucks drink is like one quarter of the calorie intake you should have in a day. (laughs) It's insane. I I, I just drink regular coffee and iced coffee. That's all I I drink there, uh, or Americanos, but... These, these, I used to drink those frappuccinos and all that stuff. You know, really just go on the web and search the Starbucks nutritional information and you'll be amazed at the food and the drinks and they're, it's just really bad, folks. I'm telling you, listen, I'm going to help you make a lot of money in real estate and get a good return on your investment. I want you to live a long time to enjoy it. And I've even got a show for that, The Longevity and Biohacking Show. And you should listen to that. So go on your podcast platform and make sure you subscribe to, of course, this show. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe it, rate, and review it. We'd appreciate your reviews. We love you for that. So thank you, especially if they're nice reviews. We like those the best. And know that most podcasters out there, their reviews are freaking fake. They're fake, fake, fake reviews. They're about as fake as the nutrition you get at Starbucks. (laughs) Okay, I'll stop picking on Starbucks. I just want to point that out, okay? All right, so, and then there's Douglas McMillan of Walmart, who received $9,323 an hour. It ain't bad. So, 
Uh, these CEOs' pay packages come amid moves by states uh, such as New York and California to boost the minimum wage to $15 an hour. The minimum wage increase will affect a large pool of workers that include retail and restaurant workers, such as store clerks, cooks, and waiters. The 76 restaurant and retail company CEOs who have 2015 pay reported so earned a medium, <laughs> oh my God, this is, okay, I misspoke there, a median of, get this, $2,703 per hour. So that was the median pay, about $5.6 million annually, and that is, of course, insane. So what do we do? Well, Bernie Sanders, his idiotic solution would be we should just pay everybody $30 an hour, and then everything will just be okay. <laughs> Bernie, you're a fool. Of course, probably a well-intentioned one, but a fool nonetheless, because who in their right mind... I mean, think about it. A company has certain stakeholders. The shareholders are investors in the company. The employees and staff, and you can divide that into the worker bees and the C-suite, the execs and the board of directors, right? And divide those up, segment them. And then, of course, the customers. Do you really think these incredibly generous, altruistic CEOs are going to take a pay cut if they have to raise everybody else's wages? Do, do Bernie Sanders supporters, are they really that nonsensical and foolish? Does Bernie himself believe that? Does Nancy Pelosi or Barack Obama, do they believe that? I, I mean, this is insane that you think you can legislate this kind of stuff. Because guess what? Companies, like properties owned by real estate investors, are pass-through entities. Simply put, you, you, you force them to raise the wages, they're either going to automate with robotics, or they're simply going to raise the prices to the customers, or do something that makes sure they can pay for that. They're going to go offshore, they're going to find ways to cut their taxes and reduce revenue to the government. It just doesn't work, folks. I'm not saying I have the solution, but I know what doesn't work, and this does not work. Another little thing in here. It says, just a few more years, and there's one of these little memes. It says, of those who changed their plan retiring year, 77% expect to retire at a later age than they planned to just one year ago. They're delaying retirement. Okay, so this, again, good and bad. Uh, it's bad because we're not in a real recovery, you could argue, and we talked about that already, but also it shows that, I mean, really, folks, the retirement age, 65, are you kidding? That's absurd. I mean, you should be totally vibrant well into 75 or 80 years old nowadays and be wanting to work. Now, maybe you don't want to work as much, maybe you want to retire a little bit, but full retirement is probably an early death sentence. So, if you're listening to the show because you want to make a fortune and make a great return on real estate, I'm still going to try and talk you out of retirement. 
Now, you might live a more lavish lifestyle. I'll talk you into that one. Take lavish vacations, buy nice things, do great charity work and philanthropy, or maybe start a business of your own and have the freedom to do that. Maybe start a cause, but you ought to be engaged in something because retirement, probably not a good idea, according to Hartman. That's just my thought. I could be wrong. Okay, so we've got the Ohio property tour coming up. Let me just look right now and see if that is on the website here at jasonhartman.com. Brittany, is the tour on the website now? I think it's up there. Yes, it is! Cincinnati, Ohio investment property tour plus education. Now, we've got an early bird price, only $247. That price will probably be about $400 relatively soon, so make sure you sign up. Boy, these properties, I tell you, these properties, if you want really good cash flow market, <laughs> these are phenomenal. And we are planning to have dinner at our local market specialist house. Now, this house is 5,800 square feet, and it was acquired for, let me see if I'm remembering this correctly, I think it was $187,000, I was told. Was that the right number? <laughs> it's amazing. I, I got a bunch of photos of it and our Saturday night dinner. So here's the schedule for these tours. By the way, this one, remember, we mix them sometimes. Sometimes we do Jason Hartman University or JHU, where we do math and learn how to analyze investments more in depth. And sometimes we do creating wealth. These are our two different core educational events that we have. At this one, we're doing Creating Wealth. Creating Wealth is our most popular seminar, and we will do this Saturday morning, and then we will get on the, we will get on the bus, we'll go have lunch, and we'll tour properties. We will uh, attempt to do the customary stop at Starbucks that I just panned, and we'll order healthy drinks now, hopefully, <laughs> and I will buy everybody Starbucks, and those poor souls that get in line behind us, well, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes, sorry. <laughs> I usually buy them their coffee, too, because I, they had to wait so long. We'll do that, we'll tour some great properties, and then we plan to come back to the hotel, have the bus drop us off there, we'll ha give everybody about an hour or so to freshen up, uh, maybe change their clothes, lay down for a moment, and rest, and then we will go over to our local market specialist house. We will have a, uh, a glorious dinner there. We'll have some drinks. We'll have some fun. And then we will retire for the evening. I know some of you will probably go out and hit the bar scene. The next morning, we will have, and we will finish up the Creating Wealth Seminar, and we will have uh, more announcements and talks from local people. We always try to line up the local insurance person. We try to line up different speakers, property management, all of this. You get to meet the team, press the flesh, and get a first-hand experience of the market. We always try to line up a situation where you can look at properties in three different stages of development. Number one, pre-rehab, where nothing's been done to them. Number two, in the middle of a rehab, so you can see what's going on and how that construction process is working. And then uh, number three, completed and rent ready. So you'll really like this market. We have a lot of clients who have purchased here, 
and they're reporting very good experiences. We've got a good team here. You may have met this team if you attended Meet the Masters the last couple of years they were there. So go to jasonhartman.com and register for that. The dates are June 4th and 5th, June 4th and 5th. And a month before that, of course, just coming up here in a couple of weeks, Jekyll Island with the Venture Alliance Real Estate Mastermind Group. Jekyll Island, Georgia, the birthplace of the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve, about as federal as Federal Express. <laughs> yes, we're staying at the exact same hotel and having our meeting in the same conference room where they formed the Federal Reserve. It's a gorgeous resort. You'll absolutely love it. Uh, go to Venture Alliance Mastermind for a video on that and some additional information. Inquire. E email us through the website at jasonhartman.com or contact uh, one of our investment counselors you're working with about Venture Alliance. We'd love to have you there. We're going to have a fantastic, very historical, beautiful event. We'll do hot seats. We'll help you define your investment goals, help you solve investing problems and business problems too. And it's just going to be a fantastic event. So those are our next two events coming up. And we hope you'll join us for those. And again, Mr. Long-Winded uh, Hartman, our host, he went long. So George Gilder coming up next week. Okay, thanks again for listening and happy investing to everybody. I've never really thought of Jason as subversive, but I just found out that's what Wall Street considers him to be. Really? Now, how is that possible at all? Simple. Wall Street believes that real estate investors are dangerous to their schemes because the dirty truth about income property is that it actually works in real life. I know. I mean, how many people do you know, not including insiders, who created wealth with stocks, bonds, and mutual funds? Those options are for people who only want to pretend they're getting ahead. Stocks and other non-direct traded assets are a losing game for most people. The typical scenario is you make a little, you lose a little, and spin your wheels for decades. That's because the corporate crooks running the stock and bond investing game will always see to it that they win. This means, unless you're one of them, you will not win. And unluckily for Wall Street, Jason has a unique ability to make the everyday person understand investing the way it should be. He shows them a world where anything less than a 26% annual return is disappointing. Yep, and that's why Jason offers a one-book set on creating wealth that comes with 20 digital download audios. He shows us how we can be excited about these scary times and exploit the incredible opportunities this present economy has afforded us. We can pick local markets untouched by the economic downturn, exploit packaged commodities investing, and achieve exceptional returns safely and securely. I like how he teaches you how to protect the equity in your home before it disappears and how to outsource your debt obligations to the government. And this set of advanced strategies for wealth creation is being offered for only $197. To get your Creating Wealth Encyclopedia Book 1, complete with over 20 hours of audio, go to jasonhartman.com forward slash store. If you want to be able to sit back and collect checks every month just like a banker, Jason's Creating Wealth Encyclopedia series is for you. This show is produced by the Hartman Media Company, all rights reserved. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please visit www.hartmanmedia.com.
hartmanmedia.com or email media at hartmanmedia.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own, and the host is acting on behalf of Platinum Properties Investor Network, Inc. exclusively.